You're listening to the 12 Days of Christmas on KFUO. I'm Sarah. I'm Andy. We're talking about hymnody, and it is super fun to talk through all of these Christmas hymns during this season of Christmas. And joining us today to talk about a Paul Gerhardt hymn, which is going to be wonderful, is the Reverend Dr. John Beaker, Senior Assistant to the President of the LCMS. Thanks for joining us today to talk through hymnody. Delighted to be back. Thank you for asking. So today we're talking about Lutheran Service Book 372, O Jesus Christ, Thy Manger Is. And uh, I, I think you're, you're a big fan of the person who wrote this hymn, aren't you? Paul Gerhardt, one of the great German hymn writers of all time. I think second only maybe to Martin Luther in most German people's minds. And they do know who he is because they study him like we study Shakespeare. I was over there many years ago visiting my relatives and they could freely quote a stanza of Paul Gerhardt. Um, from memory, but they hadn't been to church in years. <laughs> uh, this is how it works. Paul Gerhardt's a great German poet and hymn writer, and he wrote um, 134 hymns, 17 of which are in Lutheran service book, and this is his Christmas hymn. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about Paul Gerhardt, just for anyone who isn't familiar with this fantastic hymn writer. Paul Gerhardt was born in 1607 and died in 1676. And so in Germany, he lived during the Great Thirty Years' War from 1618 to 48, where 8 million people lost their lives, uh, a war that just went on and on and on for 30 years with at least three different parties killing each other, aligning against each other, and so forth. And <clears throat> much of his life was spent in suffering uh, during those times. Um, he graduated from the seminary in about 1627 or something like that and from the University in Wittenberg to be a parish pastor, but couldn't get a call. Uh, there were no churches. They had been burned down in many places, and there just was not a call for pastors. So he sufficed, uh, made his living as a tutor in various places, and finally, after the war, was ordained and placed into the parish as a pastor. During this time, he also wrote hymns. And the hymns are fabulous because they they speak to the hearts of the individual. They take the words of Scripture and express them in a way that every Christian can grab onto and hold onto. So the the hymns speak in uh, with with depth. What do you appreciate about this particular text? Oh Jesus Christ, Thy manger is. Well. One of the characteristics of Gerhardt's hymns and <clears throat> many of the hymn writers during his during this period was he would write texts in the first person singular, that is, the I language. Now that can be overdone, and it had, had it be, it was eventually overdone by the Pietists who came after Paul Gerhardt, so that they would write hymns that spoke only of that individual that other individuals could not really confess or say. Gerhardt would use I language, however, in a way that would be in the service of the gospel, speaking of the confession that every Christian can make, and in this case, of the child in the manger, Jesus Christ, thy manger is a paradise at which my soul reclineth. So he uses this word from Scripture of paradise, the word that, that Jesus used to the malefactor on the cross— when he said, Jesus, remember me in your kingdom, and Jesus replied, truly I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. And again, at the end of, at the end of Revelation, we see this word paradise show up in the New Testament. Revelation 2, 7, 
where it says, uh, give me a second here, Revelation 2.7, speaking of the paradise of God, that he who overcomes will be a member of paradise. So he, Gerhard here is saying that in paradise, that at the manger, we are returning to paradise. We are returning to where Adam and Eve, uh, before they fell into sin, lived with God without fear. Why? Because we are reclining at the manger of the second Adam, of Jesus Christ, the one who came to bear our sins and go to the cross for us and redeem us to live forever with him in paradise. Mm-hmm. What are some other uh, parts of this text that, uh, that stand out or that we should really pay attention to when we sing it? It goes on and on. Just each stanza is very rich. Stanza two in our Lutheran service book. He whom the sea and wind obey doth come to serve the sinner in great meekness. So here Gerhard is referencing Jesus walking on the water in Mark chapter 6, where he sends the disciples ahead on a boat. And then in the middle of the night, he comes out and walks on the water, and they don't know who he is, and they're afraid of him. And when he steps into the boat, finally, all of the wind and the waves subside. This one who is true man, born as one of us in the manger, who uh, dirties his diapers and cries at his mother's breasts, is also the one who made us, who created us, who serves us, and whom sea and wind obey. Beautiful, beautiful text. Now let's talk about the tune for this hymn. Is there anything unique about the the tune assigned to this hymn? There is. You know, um, there was a tune written at the time of Gerhardt by one of his collaborators, one of his musical collaborators, and it's found in the Lutheran hymnal of 1941. But it's not that familiar. It's tied only with this Christmas text, and this Christmas text was not sung that much, so not that familiar. And when the editors and the, the, the committee of uh, Hymnal Supplement 98 were producing and putting together, deciding what was going to go into that hymnal, they wanted, to put, they wanted to put this hymn into their supplement. But they weren't so sure about that tune, and they thought, let's try another tune, a new tune, because nobody knows the old one anyway. And they did. They, they used one by Ken Koshy, who's a church musician. He's now retired, but for many years taught church music and music at Concordia University, Wisconsin. And the tune originated from his habit of writing new tunes and putting them on Christmas cards. In other words, when he would send out his family Christmas card, he would have a new hymn tune that he had written. And in this case, he took Gerhardt's text and pulled from the word paradise, my paradise, at which my soul reclineth, and wrote a tune called In Paradisum, In Paradise. Mm -hmm. So the tune originated on a Christmas card. (laughs) That seems very appropriate. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I've known other composers who have done the same thing. It's really cool to get one of those cards. That is really cool. How does this tune and the text, uh, how do they uh, marry well? Well, Gerhard is a poet, and so he's he's written an unusual meter, 4411D. Mm-hmm. That means four, four syllables, four syllables, 11 syllables, <laughs> and then the D is, again, 4411. 
So he's got something like, Thou Christian heart, whoe'er thou art, be of good cheer and let no sorrow move thee. So you can see there's kind of a um, <clears throat> an unequal yoking of lines, 4-4 four, four, and then a big long 111, 4-4 four, four, and then a big long 111. So that presents some challenges to the composer. But Koshi has fashioned this text, uh, his tune, to go with this text. It doesn't go with any other text. <laughs> and he's done a very fine job. They are... They are, it's kind of a shotgun wedding, I suppose, because uh, <laughs> Koshi was a latecomer to this very old text, but um, it's a beautiful marriage. Is there a, a specific, is there a specific service or in the time of Christmas for which you might select this hymn? I think it goes great on Christmas Eve hmm. uh, or any time after Christmas during the 12 days of Christmas. One could even use it into Epiphany because it has so many incarnational uh, themes going on in there. The, um, the challenge is that the tune is unfamiliar. And so how one, how one implements it, I would, if the congregation is not familiar with it, I think you need to have a soloist who's going to sing a stanza, and then maybe the congregation tries it. Or maybe it's just a choral piece. But alternating between stanzas is one approach. And you certainly um, you, you want to use it uh, as a kind of seasoning because of the unfamiliarity of the tune. You wouldn't want to necessarily make it the opening tune for the Christmas Eve service. Um, people are expecting, oh, come all ye faithful, or something like that. <laughs> but it would be a wonderful um, tune during the distribution of the Lord's Supper, mm. for instance. Yeah. Is there anything else that uh, that you'd like us to know or think about or meditate on uh, with this text and tune, uh, O Jesus Christ, Thy Manger Is? I think each of these stanzas, there are six in LSB out of the 15 that he wrote in German, and each of them could become a kind of daily prayer during um, the days after Christmas to meditate on. I'd like to close with the final stanza. It says, the world may hold her wealth and gold, but thou, my heart, keep Christ as thy true treasure. To him hold fast, until at last a crown be thine and honor in full measure. It reminds me of my confirmation verse from Revelation 2.10. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. Amen to that. This is a wonderful, a wonderful tune, uh, text and tune to sing on on maybe Christmas Eve. Uh, Dr. Beaker, thank you so much for joining us to talk through this uh, this uh, hymn from Paul Gerhardt, "O Jesus Christ, Thy Manger Is." My pleasure and my honor. Thank you. You're listening to the Twelve Days of Christmas on KFUO Radio. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Andy Bates. Bye.